0: Welcome to Semper Sometimes with Benny. So, listen, um, bro, I, we, we gotta have a, we gotta have a talk. Um, and, and I say that because, like, I'm, I'm genuinely aggravated. All right. I'm genuinely flabbergasted. Um, you know, and I say that because, you know, I've done a lot of episodes, I think I'm on like episode 31 um, of Recruiting Duty. And, um, you know, I've got to be real. When I started the podcast, I did not want to do a, a podcast centralized around Recruiting Duty. Um, and I've really tried to give you guys a lot more content than just Recruiting Duty. Um, but I get a lot of feedback from my Recruiting Duty episodes. Um, I have a lot of people who reach out to me that I've never met that tell me that they love the content, that it's really helping them out. Um, I have a lot of them tell me that it's like I had one dude this past weekend tell me that he listens to my episodes on his way to work every day and throughout his day. Um, And why do I bring this up? Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because like Honestly, I didn't want my app I did not want Simper sometimes to be recruiting duty. You know what I mean? And I say that because, you know, it's a part of me that it's a part of my life that's done. You know, I got off recruiting duty a year ago. Um, and, you know, it's something that I kind of just wanted to. I'm not going to say I wanted to leave it in the rear view because I love it. It was my favorite thing I ever did in my life, um, honestly. Uh, I loved it, um, and I had aspirations of coming eighty four twelve and all that stuff. But you know, it didn't happen for me. You know, things didn't work out. Um, but why? Why am I doing this episode, right? I'm doing this episode because it's something that I've been vo- I've been bothered by for the four years that I was on the duty. And the craziest thing is that you know, a lot of what I've said in the past about these episodes is that. I always say things like, oh, I don't know how it is anywhere else because I've never been there. And I always want to paint that picture because I'm not in 8412. I've only been in New Jersey. So for me to say anything other than that would be a lie, right? But when I started doing these episodes, it's crazy that I found out that everywhere is the same. And what do I mean by that? Bro, where the fuck is the training at, dog? Where is the training at? Where is it at? Because it ain't here. It doesn't exist. Um, And why do I say that? Why do I say that? I say that because when people hit me up and I spend an hour long on the phone with them, talking to them about standard of effectiveness, talking to them about how to navigate McCris, talking to them about their numbers, talking about how to better their numbers, Talking about what the problem could be, talking about how to deduce how to deduce said problem. First of all, don't take this wrong. I, I'm not mad at that. Like I love it. I'm, I'm all about it, bro. Call me. I'll sell a kid for you. Call me. I'll get you a kid to go on deck. Because guess what? On on Thursday, I did just that. I had this dude, never spoke to him in my life, hit me up, started talking to me about the podcast and how great he loved it, and later on that day, well, actually, that same morning, I'm at breakfast with my kids, and he calls me back, and he says, hey, man, can you talk to this kid for me? I'm like, what kid? Who Who is this kid? And he had a same-day appointment with a kid who had been, um, oh, he was a retreat, he was a, uh, a debt discharge, and he wanted the kid to come back, but he didn't know how. He didn't know what to say to the kid, he didn't know how to get the kid back in the office. Long story short, while my two kids are sitting at the, the breakfast table at this restaurant, I'm on the phone talking to this kid, and I just just go through this whole entire thing, build report, find out everything I need to know about the kid, boom, boom, boom. Talk to him about why he discharged, talk about why he's back in the office, bang, bang, bang. Go through all this stuff. And the next thing you know, later on that night, the same recruiters hit me up. Hey, we got him same day processed. He's a Pulido. Why am I bringing this up? Well, because I love the duty and I love being on the duty and I love still being able to help people out. But the point of the matter is, listen, if you need help, I'm going to help you out. If I can help you out in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to do that. Unfortunately, with me being in New Jersey and you being wherever, I can't go out ACing with you. I can't go TCing with you. I can't HV. I can't do that, right? But what can I do? I can continue to bring good content. I can continue to do episodes like this where I sit here and I talk to you and I talk to other people that have been on the duty. And we can just cross-pollinate and just pass things around. Hey, this works for me. This works for you. What's working for you right now? But here's the problem. And I know this is, I'm probably just kind of going on a rant because honestly, I'm just like, I'm agitated about the whole thing. Here's the problem. I should not have to get off of recruiting duty, make a podcast to ensure that you get quality training. That's the fucking problem. That is the problem. When you sit here and, and whoever's listening, I would love, I would love for you to hit me up on unanimously. And I will write unanimously or anonymously, whatever. I would love for you to hit me up and just tell me the truth. Here's the question. And I asked this person, I've asked this question a lot of times, and I always get the same answer. Did you ever get a three? Did you ever get an actual no-shit three-month eval? Or did they come walking up with it printed out, Or they came up with your laptop and they were like, hey, dog, you know how to do that? I work. You know how to do that? I work. You know how to do that? I work. And then they said, hey, man, sign that shit. And then they wrote some cool little notes at the bottom and then click. And then they sign theirs and then you sign yours. And then they're like, all right, wrap it up. See you later. I'm going home. Three months later, boom, six-month eval comes or nine times out of ten, they're never on time. And here comes another one at like month seven or eight, right? And then boom, your nine month comes, and they're late for that one too. So, how many of us legitimately have gotten three, six, nines? Let's be real here. Unfortunately, none of you were able to tell me the answer to this question, but I really want to know that I really want to know. Because when we sit here and we begin to look at things, you know. And I remember being this guy. I remember being the guy sitting at the round table. And sitting at the table. And everyone every month, everybody would be like, "Huh, What's the problem here? What is the problem here, Bill? Hey, uh, Scott. Hey there, uh, Gunning. Hey there, Messer. Hey, Oda. What's the problem? Why can't we make mission? The funny thing is, Is you have fingers pointing everywhere. But nobody ever says bro. Because the fucking training plan is trash. Because we don't do what we gotta do. To train these dudes. And now mind you. I already know. Anybody who's above me. Which is everybody. Because I'm not on a duty no more. But anybody right now who's listening to this. Well you don't understand what it's like. You don't know what we gotta deal with. We're on demand. Listen. If that's the case and you're undermanned, well, then maybe the Marine Corps needs to take a look at the fact that we need to put better people on the duty. Maybe we need to create better 8412s. 8412s that know how to train. Because, again, let's be honest here. If there's a Marine in an office, right, and he's a staff at CRC, and he only been on the duty for six months. How, how much training can he really do? So now, when you ask a Marine, right, say a Marine calls you for help, and then you're like, hey man, listen, I'm only gonna be able to talk off of numbers, especially because I can't see you do this in front of me. Let me get your numbers. Send me a picture. Send me a picture of your numbers off of Chris. And oh hey man, do me a better, a, a better thing. Send me your standard, of, your standard of effectiveness. And then the Marine replies with, what's that? How long you been on the duty dog? Nine months. And you don't know how to get in Chris and find this? No. Okay, well, you understand the importance of knowing your numbers, right? You know, like, what does it mean if you have a 62 to 1 for appointment?" Why is there a marine in the office with a sixty-two to one dog? And then what are we doing? If the solution is, hey man, make more TCs, there's a problem. If the marine is being, and this is where I've had this conversation before with people, when we're focusing too much on numbers, you're more hat, more you're more animated about that marine meeting his TC objective for the month then you are actually coaching and counseling him on how to make better quality TCs. But now here's the problem. If you've only been on the duty for six months, how the fuck could you coach and counsel him on how to be better at TCs when you probably aren't good at TCs? Could you give him the proper training? No. So then, if you can't give him the proper training because you haven't been properly trained, And that Marine hasn't gotten a proper 369, then how do we, how do we, I don't know, how do we, what's that word? How do we certify him? Has anybody ever sat down to think that actually the people that we're certifying aren't aren't really deserving of being certified? And then the fucked up part about it is, is that you certify these dudes and they've written like seven contracts in a year. And it's like, yeah, you're a certified piece of shit. Let's be honest here. But it's not the Marines. But now now mind you. Now mind you. I had this conversation with a very good friend of mine, uh, Gunnery Sergeant, uh, he's an eighty four twelve. And he was like, bro, but when are we gonna start? putting some, place placing some blame on the recruiter. And listen, I am not at all saying that there's some recruiters out there who are pieces of garbage. I'm not saying that, because the reality of it is, is that there are 100% there's some people out there that are garbage, right? But the question is, though, is is it really that they're garbage, or is it that their leadership is garbage? Is it... And then you got to think about it like this. I've been doing for this podcast for about six and a half months, right? I can tell you, literally, and you, you'd have to believe me, but I can tell you that I've had dozens of people reach out to me and ask me for help and guidance on situations. I've had dozens of people asking me to close on kids that I've never met. And I've done it. But my point of the matter is, is that... In my opinion, again, only my opinion, if there's Marines coming out of the woodworks to ask me for help, and then months later hitting me back, saying, bro, what you told me to do fucking work, bro, I appreciate you. Yo, what you told me to do led me to being recruiter of the year. Bro, what you told me to do got me from wanting to quit the duty to now killing it on the duty. Now, listen, I'm not in no way, shape, or form am I saying I am or was the best recruiter of the world. I can't say that because, bro, I never won recruiter of the year. I never won rookie recruiter of the year. I never did those things. Now, do I believe that I could wipe the floor with a lot of people? I do, 100%. I guarantee you that I could. Um, but what am I saying here? All of this is saying one thing, bro. You are failing the Marines on the duty. And here's another thing for you, for the recruiter out there: stop signing shit that you never got. I said this to a recruiter the other day. This dude said to me, "Hey man, what, you know, what do you do if you don't if you don't get training?" Uh, I said, "You don't sign for it." The <laughs> What do you mean? If you went if you went into supply right now? Would you sign for a piece of gear you didn't get? No. If you were motor T and had to do a PM on a truck, would you sign for it if you didn't do the work? If you, you know, what I mean, like, like are we p- picking up what I'm putting down? Stop signing for shit you're not getting. If a, if an eighty four twelve. Or a staff in COIC who's an 8411 is putting training into your record jacket on McCris and you're signing and dating and initialing it in the system and you never got it then what the fuck are you doing? Like what are we doing? And I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be real with you. There was a time where I was a staff in Sioux and um I did training with this dude all the time. This dude uh, this dude D. Alright? Did training with I'm not gonna throw his name out there. I've already talked about him in previous episodes, so if you're listening before, you don't know what to talk about. But I did did training with this dude all day. All the time. Did training with him. And and if you ask him, he'll tell you. That I did it with him out the ass all the time, every day, three, four, five times a day. But you know what I never did? Never put it in the system. I was a piece of garbage. I never put that shit in the system. I did the training, but I never put it in the system. I never put it in that I did it. So I never kept an actual accountability of it, you know what I mean? And um, all of a sudden, there was conversations about getting this Marine relieved, getting him RFC'd. And the first question that the eighty four twelve R I had, the eighty four twelve A R I had asked me was, "Well, where's his training at?" He was like, "Bro, you, you can't do anything if it's not in there." So I was like, "All right, word." So honestly, I went in with the Marine sitting right next to me, and I started putting it in. And um, he looked at me and he was like, "Hey, Stasson." I'm not signing that and I was like what do you mean and me and him had a full on conversation about it and he was like he was like yeah you gave it to me but he was like how do I know you gave it to me a month ago he's like and how do I know you gave me that exact thing and he was being me bro me and him are still boys to this day he came at me like a brother as a marine and held me accountable and he was like that's not right and you know what I did? I was like, you know what? You're right, bro. And I deleted it. And then I took my... And, and I told the, the the command... I had told the ARI that I fucked up. And that I had trained the Marine. But I didn't put it in the system. And I took it on the chin. You know what I mean? And that Marine of me, still good friends. Because he held me accountable and I held him. And then at that moment, what did I start doing? I started making sure that if I did the training, I put it in the system. And listen, at the end of the day, as as recruiters, as staff, as FNCOs, as 8412s, ARIs, RIs, whatever billet it is, we all get lost in shit. I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying nobody's I'm not saying nobody's freaking perfect here. But the reality of it is, is that why is the Marine Corps recruiting system failing? What's the training plan in place, bro? And then, are we holding them accountable? Are you holding the staff and CEO accountable, or are you coming in at an SRI prep and saying, "Hey, man, make sure you get this, make sure you get that in the system, and make sure he signs this"? Or when you do the three six nine, are you saying, "Hey, make sure this gets signed by the end of the day and send it to me"? Hey, man, put everything in. Let me know what you think, because you're the boss. Wow. Here's the plan. Why don't we just do it right? Why don't we actually sit down with the Marine and do the three, then the six, then the nine? And now, mind you, I get it, right? You know, how many Marines are in each BRC class? then that means that all of those got to get a 3 and a 6 and a 9 at the same time. Those are all problems that you got to figure out. But if you really want to figure out why Marines and stations are missing mission, maybe it's just the fact that the training system has fucking flaws and no one's fixing it. Maybe it's because we're putting 8412s in seats that shouldn't be 8412s. And you know what the effed up part is, is that what happens? Oh, hey, guys. Yo, it's that time of year. We, we got to make 74-12s. Hey, who wants to be one? Nobody. Crickets? All right, where? Okay, well, who do we want to make one? Crickets? Nobody? Okay, all right. Well, who do we like? Who's a good guy? Okay, who can we convinced to make a 12? Let's be real here. Are there phenomenal 8412s? Guaranteed, hands down, some of my best friends. But are we putting the right people in the seat to become a gold tag? To become leadership on a demanding duty? And listen to me. I I want, like, if if there's an 8412 listening to this, if there's a staff and anyone listening to this, I don't want anybody to think that, like, I'm saying this shit in like a negative way, and that again, I'm I am better than anybody. I'm not saying anything like that. All I'm simply saying is that when you have Marines that are hitting you up, that are talking about how they're depressed, they're not home with their family, and then you ask them questions like, hey man, have you asked your staff in C O I C for help or guidance? Nah. And that's always my first question. I'm like, why not? And they're like, well, truth be told, he doesn't know. And then I'm like, okay, well, but why aren't the guys in the office helping you out? You know, and and there's all this stuff going on. And and, then again, then the question is, why are they coming to me? Okay, well, one, I'm not inside their chain of command. I don't know their command, so I'm not going to go to their command. And even if I knew your command, I wouldn't go to your command because that would just be stupid. But I I want everybody to understand, like, I I created the podcast to help people. You know what I mean? And I also think it's hysterical that every time I invite an 8412 on here, nine times out of ten, because I've only had two, they tell me, no, I don't do stuff like that. What does that mean? Like, honestly, like, I, and, I and, and that's why I'm annoyed because, like, all I intend for this to be, and here's the thing. If you know Benny, if you know me, Doug, Douglas, whoever the hell you want to call me, Stasner, Bennett, whatever you want to call me. If you know me, there's a lot of times where I do stuff with great intentions and it doesn't end up that way, right? And and this podcast is one of them. And so far, I haven't received any kind of negative feedback from anybody, and what am I trying to do here Is I'm honestly just simply trying to call people out And say, hey, listen We are failing the Marine Corps If we do not create a concrete training plan And that's my thing again You know, how many how many um, annual planning conferences do you go to? Right? Well, they're annual, right? So you go to one And at these annual planning conferences How much time is spent On the training plan Like how much training Is actually being done In the RSS And then here's another question For you If a Marine called you right now You're an ARI And said hey Staff Sergeant Well, Gunny, 9 times out of 10, right? Hey, Gunny, Massar, I'm really struggling with this. Can you come help me out? What would happen? Would you go and help him? Or would you call his staff at COIC and chew his staff at COIC out for him not knowing? Then, if a staff at COIC calls you, and says, "Hey, could you come by the office and help me out with this?" What happens? Why do I say this shit? Because it's funny. Because I was having this conversation with my boy, the eighty four twelve, uh, help me, you know, the, the man left with no name. And he told me, he was like, "Bro, you know why a lot of people didn't like you?" I was like, "Oh, why is that?" He says, "Because you complained a lot." I was like, "If I'm complaining, I complaining, I asked for help and I asked for training." Then I guess so. And that's the reality of it. Because I I'm if you know, if anybody knows anything about me, and that's you know, people who know me who listen to this, right? I will tell you 100 percent of the time that I'm fucked up. I'll be real with it. I will come to you and tell you I fucking suck. And I would do that. I would come to you and be like, bro, listen, I'm fucking up, man. And I had that with this that recruiter that I was telling you about. I couldn't get through to him. No matter how much training I spent every day. No matter how many interviews I did with him side by side. No matter how many hours I sat beside him doing telephone observations. No matter how many days I went out with him area canvassing. All these different things. I couldn't get through to them. And you know what's funny? When I asked people, hey, could could you go do a ride along with him? Because, you know, you, you're the guy that certified him. You certified him and said he... Was certified to be a recruiter. Do you think you could go out with him? Yo, Brian got time. I don't have time. I don't have time. So then, what are we going to do to help this Marine? And that's the question that I have. For all the Marines that are on substandard performance, because you know every RS has them, what's the training plan to help them? Is the answer hey, Saturday, you're going to come to the RS and sit in headquarters and make phone calls until you have two appointments for Monday. He couldn't do that all month. If he could do it, he wouldn't be sitting in your office. Maybe the the situation needs to be that we spend more time with those Marines. Maybe we actually sit down with those Marines. And if, say, for instance, and I'm not making these numbers up, these are the numbers that I saw for a Marine that I spoke to recently. His contact, his telephone calls to appointment, right? His contact to appointment, sorry, his contact to appointment was 62 to 1. 62 to 1. And I asked him, hey, so what happened? Because I talked to him on on the night that he was doing his numbers. And then I asked him, hey, what happened on Friday? Nothing. I said, did anybody go over your numbers with you? No. Do you know how to go over numbers? No. Now, mind you, 100%, is there a chance that this Marine is lying? I, it, there could always be that chance. But personally... I don't believe that a Marine is going to call me, that it does not know me and has never met me, ask me for extra help on the side for two to three hours, all because he's getting really good training. Like, let's be honest here. So my question in all of this is, what are we going to do? And if you're somebody who has the, the answers... What do you do if a Marine's numbers are 62 to one? How do you help him get better? Now here's a question for you. Here's another question for you. If there's a Marine who doesn't speak good English and is their second language, how do we help them be better on the telephone? Or do we try to push them toward area canvassing? And then, why are we still pushing towards numbers and not results? As a staff, here's another question. As a staff in COIC, if it takes a Marine 62 to 1 to get one appointment, but his area canvassing is 30 to 1, which one would you rather him do? Which one would you rather him spend more time doing? These are all questions that I want answered. How do we help this Marine? How do we help that Marine get better? Because if this dude had been on the duty for nine months and only got 62 to one, somebody's not really helping the guy out. Someone's not taking the guy seriously. How do we do better? How do we, as staff and CEOs, and then and that's my thing too. Yo, know, we we are told from the early age, the early rank of private and boot camp, as recruit, we are told that we are we are entitled to hold accountable the highest. If you see if you see something, say something. Somebody's doing wrong. If a Marine is wearing his uniform the wrong way, no matter what rank, correct him, clearly tactfully, but correct him. So if we're watching these injustices happen, because the the reality of it is is it, it is an injustice. If you're a Marine on the duty, and you're not getting the proper training to be successful at this job, which is going to mean your career, Because your fit reps are based off of this duty Your fit reps are based off of the numbers Your fit reps are based off of How are you performing As a sergeant Or a staff sergeant On this duty If you're not getting the training Then why are you not saying something about it And then why are you signing for it Dog And the worst part about it is, is there's so many Marines that'll just sit here and say, you know what, man, it is what it is. But you know what the craziest thing is, is back in the fleet, you would never let this happen. Could you do your job effectively if you didn't know how to complete a PM, preventative maintenance? Could you do your job effectively if you didn't know how to, I don't know, do diagnostics on an airplane, on a, on, a, on, a, on a vehicle, on any kind of aircraft or any kind of thing? Could you do your job as an infantryman if you did not know how to locate and close with and destroy the enemy? Could you do your job if you didn't know how to use an ACOG? If you didn't know how to use, you know, all the different things that we talk about as Marines? No! And what do we always go back to? Did he receive the training? Did that was that Marine trained? But why do we not do that here? Why do we not look at leadership and say, you failed that Marine because you didn't train him enough? When that when that office misses mission. And here's the thing. We do it, right? Every Friday, we do it, right? What do we do on Fridays? What do we do on Fridays? And I'm at fault for this. Hey, Marines, print out your um, print out your numbers for the week. Do them. Send them to ops. Uh, we'll email them to me. I'll sign them on the bottom. I'll put a nice note in, um, and then I'll email them over. And then what happens? When you get bad enough, somebody in the command says, hey, you know what? Well, we're gonna do it the old school way. We're gonna go. We're gonna go all the way through standard of effectiveness, and you're gonna make it hurt. You're gonna make numbers take three hours. What is that doing? What? What is? What did that accomplish? Besides me waste time that I could have been doing actual training, and/or that I could have been making phone calls that I need to make to hit your numbers that you want me to hit so badly. What is it doing? Absolutely nothing. It's accomplished nothing. Instead of you coming down to my office and doing some actual phone calls, you know, why don't you show me how to do it? Because that's listen again, again, this is this is why I won an 8412 on my episode, so they can we can go back and forth and they can correct me where I'm wrong. But these are all my opinions. I would show my Marines in my office how to do it. I would correct them. I would sit next to them. I would pull out an I.O.F. and interview observation form, or a telephone observation form, or call or for or call for fire, or whatever they want to call it. And I would go over it with them. And then when they would sit there and tell me they couldn't get phone calls off, off they couldn't get appointments off of phone calls, well, what would I do? I would stand right next to them, dial the same numbers, and set appointments. Why? Because I was showing them that you can do it. You just don't want to. And they would all sit around and they would listen to me. And they would look at me and they'd be like, oh, okay. And they would learn things from me. They would pick things up from me. They would now do things like that. Because I was doing them. I would hop in interviews. Sometimes, to be honest, I would take over interviews. I'm not going to lie. But would the kid always commit? Yes. Never push them away. They stayed, they said yes. But why am I saying this? Because I would show them that I know how to do what I expect you to do. I'm not going to sit here and come at you about your numbers if I can't do what I'm expecting you to do. And again, I've shared this on the podcast before, but I witnessed this happen. I witnessed a room of staff and COSCs in training make trash ass phone calls, and then my first interpretation of this whole entire situation was, bro, if I was your recruiter and you ever told me to get on the phone and make phone calls because I don't have an appointment for tomorrow, I would left my ass off because you don't even know how to do it because you can't do it, but yet you're telling me that I need to know how to do it. That's like being in the Marine Corps, Right? We're supposed to be able to do 23 pull-ups, 115 crunches, and run a a three-mile in under 18 minutes, right? Or whatever it is. I am not ever going to get on a Marine for not doing 23 pull-ups. I will help assist him get better as I get better myself, but I'm not going to pretend to be a 300 PFTer. That's not who I am. I'm not going to stand on top of you and tell you that you're a piece of shit because you haven't had appointments and interviews all day when yet I couldn't get a same day interview myself. the, The reality of it is is that we need to be putting people in place that are in place because of their ability and because of their capability. Not because hey he's a good dude I F with him and he lose a lot of weight Not because Of all these other reasons It's simply that We are failing our Marines At a cyclic rate And no one's doing anything about it How are you helping your Marine Get home How are you helping your Marine Get home to their family And mind you Like I've said before I'm not afraid to admit That there was a lot of times Where I was in the office I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that there wasn't times Where I wasn't at the office at nine, ten o'clock And my wife was like, why aren't you home? I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that But what I do know And all of my Marines can vouch for me Is that there was many times where I was like, hey, bro, go home. Go be with your family. I got this. Hey, man, go be with your family. I'll take your appointment. I'll take your interview. I'll take your kid to MEPS. Or, hey, man, you've been here long enough, bro. You need to go be home with your family. Or, hey, bro, me and you are going to go spend the next two days with each other because you're hurting and you're not doing better. I need to help you get better. Hey, man, watch me make, make get these PCs. Watch me get these PCs. You know who taught me to get PCs? My A-gunner. You know who taught me everything I know? My A-gunner. Why wasn't it the eighty four twelve? Why wasn't it the career recruiter? What is suppo- What is the 369 supposed to look like? I don't know because I never got one, truth of the matter. And I was a phenomenal recruiter, but could I have been better? That's the question that I always ask. Could I have been better? And why should we have to ask that question? Why are we not out there watching our Marines? Why are we not training them the way that they need to be trained? Like why? It just doesn't make any sense. Like really think about it. Take a second to think about it. Everybody sits here and, and every rank and all of everybody on the command element, all the way from like I said, the sergeant all the way up. We all sit here and talk about how do we get better recruiting or or you know what? F it. it's never gonna change. Maybe it just simply is have a better training. Have all hands actually be something that's gonna help? And and again, this is not everybody because I see, bro. There's some people out there, man. Like again, like there's this one mastermind that I know from the from BRC from when I was at um, BRC, and I hit him up all the time, and I'm like, bro, I fucking love you because every time I see him on Instagram. He's out training with his Marines, dude. He's out area canvassing with them. Whenever he's in an office, he's on Instagram Live. He's on Instagram taking pictures of them doing interviews. He's in their office doing going over MC3. He's going over all this stuff, and it's like, bro, that is what a freaking eighty. That's what it looks like. Now, mind you, I understand that there's eighty four twelves so who are not about social media. Who don't want to be partaking stuff like that. I get that. But my question is as an eighty-four twelve, 412 are you doing the, the training that needs to be done? Are you? Can you at the end of the day, and, and this is then again, this is this, these are the same questions that I asked when I was a staff and suic. And this is for staff and i c at the end of the day, can you say that you gave your marines your marines, sorry. That you gave your Marines all the training they needed. You know, and one of the guys I saw to um one of the things he had to me the other day, he was like, Bro, I, I have the ability to say that every Marine I ever had as a when I was a s an 8412, as a staff in COIC, I can say that all of my Marines left the duty with their careers, their rank, and their family. And he and I still talk to them to this day. And you know what? I hated that dude. I couldn't stand him. But after we were off the duty together, and we got to talking more, he was honest with me. He was like, listen, bro, I'm not, I'm not here to be your friend, dude. I'm, I'm a gunny. I am in charge of you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to train you. And I'm here to mentor you and guide you. And I'll be honest. You know, as much as I couldn't stand him and I looked back on it, I was like, you know what? That dude helped me a lot. That dude taught me a lot. That dude chewed my fucking ass a lot. But it was never, he was never in the wrong. Every time he ever chewed my ass, it was reality. But what am I, why am I bringing this up? Because he's the same dude that when I was where he was at. He would sit me down and go over shit and be like, "Hey man, you have to up here." He would train me. You know, in hindsight's twenty twenty, I didn't realize it when it was happening, but it, now I do. Now I look back at it and I remember the days that me and him went on runs, and we talked about the duty, and we talked about the community of eighty four twelves, and we spoke about the growth that I needed, and he was the only one that was real with me. He was like, listen, I believe that you'd be A phenomenal 84-12, but you need to grow up So what am I saying here? I'm simply just saying That there's a lot of shit that's going on And no one's doing nothing about it, bro There are Marines All over the Marine Corps That are getting failed And it's due to training It is due to a lack of training and, and again, when we look back at the Fleet Marine Corps, would you ever want something to happen to somebody and on their tombstone it say, he, was, he didn't receive the training he needed due to lack of training, due to my downfall? You would never want that. But now, why not look at it at this Marine's career ending because of your lack of training what about this marine never doing what he wanted to do which is because become an 8412 due to your lack of mentoring and and care because let's be honest there's a lot of people who want to become 8412s Who never do. I have a lot of friends who are like, yeah, bro, I I was about to, and then boom, no. And there's a lot of people who come out on the duty wanting to be successful, wanting to be charismatic, wanting to be doing things, wanted wanted to be better. And then quickly they realize nobody cares about me being better. And that's the problem. There's not enough people that actually legitimately care about the morale and the safety and the and the careers of the Marines. Because we get so bent out of shape over numbers. Because we care so much about what do you have for tomorrow? Like right now. Christmas was yesterday. You know what most Marines were thinking about yesterday? Bro, what do I have for Monday? I just lost the whole weekend to my family. What do I have for Monday? And now, mind you, they don't care about what they have for Monday, some of them. But they know that as soon as they walk in the door or as soon as they wake up, everybody roger up and send me your appointments for today. So you couldn't have even enjoyed your time because you have shippers and because you have to have an appointment. Bro, sometimes we got to just take a step back and just think about reality. Sometimes we got to just take a step back and say, you know what? How was your time with your family because you deserved it? How was your time because you earned it? Let's just be better, dude. Like, on the real. And If you're not getting the training that you need, go say some shit to somebody. It's not being a Blue Falcon, bro It's your career, dude If you are inadequate Go get the help that you need to become better Because in the end You're failing yourself You're failing your office You're failing your family You're failing your career You're failing the future of the Marine Corps And that's all of us If we're not giving our Marines The utmost training Then what are we doing? And to be honest, if you're not giving your Marines the best training, then why the fuck are you at 8 for 12 Let's be honest. Why did you become a career recruiter if your number one problem is lacking in training? Start asking. Start asking the recruited community. Hey bro, did you ever get a three six nine? Hey bro, did so and so ever come by and do you thing? Hey bro, did, did we ever get this? Start asking questions like, hey, I really don't understand this, bro. You help me out. Hey man, do you mind going out area canvassing? And and, and here's the thing. When I was a um, when I was a recruiter. Recruiter. Um, I had a lot of people help me. I'm not gonna say I did it because I was blind. But I had a civilian who was a, who he he uh, he was a recruiter in San Diego. Um, and he had recently gotten out of the Marine Corps. And through the grapevine being in church, um, through our wives talking, he had found out that I had just gotten on duty. And um this dude that I only met like once or twice was like, hey man, I'll meet you at the mall. He I'll come meet you at the mall. Um, I'm going to help you out. It was like some random ass night. I told my boss. My boss was like, hey, where you going?" I'm like, oh, I'm going out ASAM. My boss was like, okay. So I went out. And I was focused on getting appointments. I was focused on finding an interview for tomorrow. You know what I mean? And um, finding an appointment for tomorrow. I call them interviews because I want interviews, right? I don't want appointments. So um, that was my problem. And I was so focused I'm talking to what I believed would be an appointment that I walked by so many people. And Devin, Devin was like, eventually, like a half hour 45 minutes went by. And I looked at him and I was like, yo, you're going to help me out or what? He's like, oh, I am. I was like, what do you mean? You haven't said nothing. He goes, neither of you. He goes, I've counted at least 10 to 12 people that you could have clearly spoken to that could have had potential appointments for tomorrow, but you haven't said a word to him. He's like, you've allowed all these people to walk by you and you've said nothing to them. And you don't even know who they are. You don't know who they know. You don't know if they're qualified. All because why. You're judgmental. All because you just don't have the balls, the, the, the t- intestinal fortitude to just say something to somebody. And that was right then, that was it. That's what changed everything for me. And that wasn't even an eighty four twelve. it was an ARI. That wasn't a and co that wasn't a recruiter. That was somebody who took time out of their day, who no longer was in the Marine Corps and came, drove an hour, drove from Elizabeth to to where I lived in New Jersey, drove, drove an hour and spent like three hours with me. And then later on in my career, two years later, when I was a staff NCO, I hit him up and I said, hey, listen, man, I'm having, I'm having a really hard time getting through to these two Marines. Do you think you could come through and help them out? Maybe maybe coming from you would be different. And guess what he did? He came through. Helped them out. And it worked. He was a very different teacher. And that's the reality of it. Like everybody gets so bent out of, their shape, out of shape about, this is my office. Listen, bro. You are not the same as everyone in that office. There may be a staff in CYC out there who is better equipped to train those Marines. So don't be afraid to ask. Because guess what? There's Marines out there that are very closed off, very closed-minded, or very um, shy, or whatever that... I can't think of the word right now, but, you know, introverted, right? And guess what? There's an introverted recruiter out there who got out of the shell and is killing it. Have him come help him. So the training piece isn't... I'm not saying this is all on one person. It's on everybody. But... uh, Excuse me. Like I told Devin marine that I was on the phone with today. I was like, hey man. Have you gone to your staff in CIC? He was like, no. Well, that's the problem, bro. If you're having an issue with any sort of training... You gotta go to your. That's the. That's where you gotta start, bro. You gotta start with your A gunner. You gotta start with your staff. And so you gotta let them know, hey man, you know, do you mind? You know, look at the other recruiters. Yo, you mind if I just sit here and listen to you real quick? <coughs> hey, do you mind if I'm sitting in on an interview and just watch you just listen? Hey man, you do you mind if we do a role play? Interview your wife, your spouse. I did that shit. It helped me where it helped me out a lot. But realistically, listen, all I'm trying to get out here, and I know I've already said this like six or seven times, so um and, and it's just because it's serious. It's a reality. It, it's a reality, you know, and it's something that's near and dear to me because when I was on the when I was on the duty, I would say this exact thing. I would talk about it all the time. And if you know, and if anybody who's on who's been listening to the podcast, hit go. I can give you a handful of people that I sat that I was on the duty with, and I would take over training. We did small group training of like three or four RSSs, and I would sit out there and I would take over the next four hours of training. I would have Marines across the whole entire RSS call me. They still do. And why? Because if I know something that made my duty easier, I want you to know it. And, and, and understand, too, that not everything that I'm telling you is going to work for you. But that's the point of this. Is that there's a lot of things that may have worked for Gunnery Sergeant Jose Flores... That was the recruiter of the nation. And maybe he never acted like I did. You know my boy Sergeant Castro. Recruiter of the year. 2014 I think. Very different guy than I was. So there's not one way to do this. But the reality of it is is that if if the training isn't happening. Then there's no way to do it. If we do not start at the bottom level. And help you grow. Like, the reality of it is is that it shouldn't take you two years to finally get good. Like, it shouldn't be your third year and you just figured it out. And unfortunately, that's a lot for a lot of people. And why is it? It's because they had to teach themselves how to do it. They had to literally train themselves how to do it. Because nobody else wanted to. Because no one wanted to take the time. Because nobody had the time. And that's the reality of it. Take the time. Take two hours out of your day to train your marine. You're supposed to be doing it what, two hours a week, or however many? I'm like I, I, listen. I've been off of duty for a minute, but I do know that in the volume one there is a certain amount of hours that you're supposed to be getting. Like I know that when it comes to the SRI, they're going to look at how many hours of training are in you know, are calculated. So there's a calculation to it. You know, and I know that I used to ask all for "Well, how many is it? And it's like, oh, well, there's no set number. Maybe there needs to be. You know, and, and that's the thing, is that, you know, we just need to do better at training, bro. You know, and, and I, when I, you know, I'm about to end this, because um, it's been an hour. Um, you know, one of the things that I find funny is that, you know, they hire Simon Sinek, they hire Chad Robichell to talk to the 8412 community and to talk to staff and COs, right? But why don't they have those people at all hands? Why aren't those Marines paid? Why aren't those civilians paid to come and talk to us? And a lot of them aren't even paid. They do it as a volunteer service they want to go talk to active duty marines okay well why don't we have them come and talk to the rs why don't we find people that were successful recruiter of the year or whoever it was and have them come and talk to the rs why don't we have people who dealt with depression anxiety loss of children loss of spouses have them if they feel comfortable getting up and talking about how they made it through the duty that's why i created this podcast was because like i there's a guy that i know who just lost his wife while on recruiting duty and i feel like utter shit when i found out i was like bro like, that shit broke my heart. And there's people out there who this has happened to. People have had, who have had stillborn babies. People who have had miscarriages. And they make it through the duty. And they continue to do great things. People who, you know, who battle with depression. Battle with anxiety. Battle with all this stuff. And what are we doing to help them? And it starts with you. And it starts with me. And listen, if I can get 150 people to listen to the podcast and that's 150 people that I helped change their career, then I'm doing what I got to do. And, and, and I'm helping somebody. And if I can give some sort of training that I think will be beneficial to you, and if you want to reach out to me, and, and if you get it and, you know, You got it, and it helps, and thank God. But that's it. That's all we can do. But when you sit idly, and you don't put your hours in, and you don't put the training in, then why are you even getting a paycheck, bro? And again, this is not towards one person. This is not towards one rank. This is is leadership as a whole. And that's the same thing anywhere in the world. It's not just recruiting duty. That's my civilian job. That's anybody. If you're not giving the proper training to the people that you're supposed to be training, well, then what are you doing? Especially if your job is training. Just be better, bro. Go give some training. Maybe do a real 369.